podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to episode 39 of the Dishonomics Podcast. A big shout out to all the previous listeners of 30, episode 38, RE, um, Cash Society. This is basically how we're moving a society towards electronical payments. That's no, no £20 notes, no 50p coins, strictly electronical. So make sure you listen to that. There's a lot of good information there. So at least you're prepared for the future. But towards the end of that episode, I discussed the role that cryptocurrencies play. I'm sure everybody's seen the prices of Bitcoin and they all want to get involved in a wave. And I've had a million questions from friends, family, tweeters, my subscribers or whatnot. And today I have um, a bit of an expert, blockchain Jeff in the building. What's good? Um, all right, yeah. Not too bad. Thanks. So we're going to discuss cryptocurrencies, ride on the cryptocurrency wave, jump on a bandwagon. And all of the good stuff. So, and I've got quite a few questions that I hope to answer. Quite a lot of the questions are fairly similar, cool. but I want to answer. We'll try to answer. Well, Jeff will try to answer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to answer as many of them as possible, because as soon as people saw some of the money that um, some of their um, followers are making, people's eyes lit up. Obviously, <laughs> we're all trying to get that bread out here. But um, yeah, so Jeff, mm-hmm. explain to people your background. So, what do you do for a living, if you don't mind, and how did you get into it? Okay. And your history. Um, at the moment, I trade. So I trade cryptocurrencies and Forex. Um, I run two websites. Um, one of them is just a comparison uh, website for um, Forex brokers, um, which is one of the main things I'm working on at the moment. Uh, yeah, you might, uh, it's clevertrader.com. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you have yeah. to yeah, this is what yeah. the plugs out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. I'll, I'll put the link into uh, my description as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, so clevertrader.com um yeah so where people find um um basically where to go and trade basically like exchanges yeah yeah but for um forex and stocks and things like that um so yeah that's basically what i do at the moment but um more recently i've been basically focusing heavily on uh blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies okay so i'm sure everybody's heard blockchain and cryptocurrencies i hadn't asked two questions but basically should be combined in one so, how would you describe what a cryptocurrency in, in what a cryptocurrency is, and what blockchain is, and how they kind of intertwine? Okay, so first you got to uh, kind of look at like the history of the whole thing. Um, so everybody's pretty much heard of Bitcoin by now. Yeah, Bitcoin was basically the the first successful cryptocurrency. There were quite a few attempts before that, yeah. like Bitgold, yeah, Bitgold, all, all uh, this type of stuff. There was one called Karma as well that not a lot of people know about. That yeah. was um, basically built on the same sort of system. Mm. But Bitcoin was the first one that worked mm. and um, was secure. And basically what it was was just a currency that you don't need a bank to transfer, basically. That's the simplest form. You can send it to anyone in the world, anywhere, and it's secure and um you don't need a middleman it's um basically upheld by something called blockchain technology mm. and what that is is um if you imagine instead of uh having so basically the, the current system at the moment like with the internet mm. for example if you log on to facebook you have to go through their servers to upload something mm. and everything's centralized into that one server so every everybody's data is in that one server uh whereas with blockchain technology every bit of that data is shared on everybody's um uh, computer everyone's Mm. computer can be a server yeah so for bitcoin um bitcoin is basically kept running and upheld and secured 
because all the data is there on everybody's computer yeah. so everyone is in control of their own money so you don't need to go through one central point that's why um, you hear the word decentralized it's not like how we have like a bank where your money is stored at one place you've got the bank of england exactly. who control currency in the uk i had a podcast on monetary policy listen to that but with bitcoin it's all over the gaff mm. so yeah go on, go on. yeah yeah so basically that yeah it's, it's it's all over the um basically it's like a ledger so um imagine a piece of paper that has all the lists of transactions and everybody can see these transactions meaning if anyone tries anything dodgy the whole network will know um so that's what secures it it's also secured by cryptography which is like codes uh, which basically lock things up um so you can't hack a bitcoin you can't copy a bitcoin you can't um so and you can't go back and basically say oh, i have um 10 bitcoin in my account when you don't because mm. the network will know that's not what is on the ledger yeah so um that's basically what um blockchain technology is and how basically how cryptocurrencies work yeah so cryptocurrency is just basically a digital currency currency digital yeah. currency so there's quite a few of them there's when i was on um i was coming on i think i was crypto pro and i was scrolling down because it, it ranks um digital um cryptocurrencies by um market cap market oh, yeah. cap. so yeah. that's basically the amount of money in it money in it so obviously yeah. bitcoin has the highest market cap yeah and li- there's 1400 different crypto coins <laughs> there's a lot of cryptocurrencies at the moment yeah there's 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 loads and loads of them but we're going to focus on a few mm-hmm. but um yeah so they're just basically digital money in a sense mm-hmm. so we've let's talk about bitcoin first cause that's mm-hmm. probably the most the most popular most popular person in like kind of like the most like a popular kid, it's a popular yeah, kid. It is. It's the Migos of the cryptocurrency world. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Bitcoin. So, it started by um, what's his? We don't even know. Yeah, Satoshi person, Nakamoto. Satoshi Nakamoto. Nobody knows who he or she is. It could yeah. be a group, but never been seen. Never been seen. Never. No one knows who he is. All we have are a few emails and a uh, a white paper, which is basically a document that stated what bitcoin was mm. and that's all we have of him there's no trace the last one of the last some um, contacts um, correspondence was it how many, how many years ago i they think said? it was in 2010 2011 so something like that he she or the group are just ghosts but the funny thing is they have we say 980,000 <laughs> bitcoins yeah, yeah exactly. so do 980,000 times by 17,000 dollars i think it came up to like 16 billion 16 billion dollars yeah, worth yeah. of bitcoin so mm. wherever they are it could be an one but you don't know, but they're, <laughs> they're rich. I want to find them, particularly. But, yeah, so that started by Satoshi, um, Satoshi Nakamoto. Nakamoto. Yeah. I think, um, like, it's important to note that um, the whole reason why um, Bitcoin was started is because of the financial crisis Crisis in, yeah, in 2008, yeah. 2008, 7, yeah. 7, 8. Yeah. So and, and, oh, yeah, so, yeah, Bitcoin came after that because people lost faith in the banks. People didn't trust the banks because banks could do anything with your money, like, um, I think you've done a podcast on like mm. central banks and interest rates yeah. and um, um, the banks can basically devalue your money. Uh, uh, drop a hat. Exactly, just like that. The only thing that's stopping them doing it is cash because obviously cash, as I said, the last podcast, cash has no interest rate. Mm. If I take out £100, you can't charge interest in that because mm. I have it physically. But when if they can restrict cash, they can put a negative interest rate of, um, let's say, negative 50% if they wanted to. Mm. That's the dangers of going to cashless society. But also, what I wanted to say is that in terms of what you said about you can't, the banks to do anything, mm. in Cyprus, I think it was 2013 when there was economic crisis, they were taking money from, if you had a certain amount of money in your ISA, in your um, savings, they'll take a haircut out of it. Wow. Yeah, they got the they got the ability to do that. And I think in Argentina, mm. 
they said you can't take money out of your cash point. Like they can do this. Yeah. So like, obviously we sort of crashed in 20, um, 2007, 2008, mm. and then that caused kind of like a radical change. Exactly. And then it was the perfect time for Bitcoin to come out. Yeah, it was, it was a perfect time. Mm. And um, yeah, so it came out and people took it on board because they're you know people for political reasons believed this the time of the banks is over. We need to take control and responsibility for our own money and. Um, bitcoin is the way to do that um it's, it was very clever it was genius and whoever satoshi nakamoto is if whether it's one person or a group of people mm. they're very clever but mm. at the same time i think it's important to note that because they hold so many bitcoins there and they're um no one knows who's it who it is um if they're alive or not or, or if they care about humanity or not because they could come out let everybody adopt Bitcoin and then one day decide they want to sell all their Bitcoin out of nowhere and that will just send the, the, the market's <laughs> tumbling down. Exactly. Uh, what, um, people like that are known as whales. Yes, they? yeah. Whales. Mm. So what they said, 40% of, is it 40% of Bitcoin is owned by a small group of people? Yeah. Um, it, and it's controlled by um, miners as well. Mm. Um, miners, um, for people who don't know, are the people who um uphold the network so basically the way bitcoin works in in a bit more detail is that um a computer will run a calculation and one the first one to run that calculation basically verifies a transaction mm. and they earn bitcoin and so that gives them incentive to basically uphold the network and keep everything running smoothly because they get paid for it mm. um and and that's how bitcoin sorts of sort of stays reliable because you know they're not going to do anything to mess with it because they get money from it as i, as I always say um incentive controls behavior so if your incentive as a miner so the people who confirm your transactions in the network is to do what people want because mm. you get monetary well bitcoin value from it that makes the system very tight exactly. and very secure because they are they they benefit from obviously of course i'm confirming transactions mm. so in terms of how um how so to, um blockchain works by obviously there's a certain amount of trans, um certain time period mm -hmm. per block so mm -hmm. is it 10 minutes per uh, it depends mm. with, um, the on what blockchain it is mm. and what coin it is. Yeah, I'm talking about Bitcash. Uh, I mean, Bitcash, not, not Bitcash. Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's about ten, seven to ten minutes. Seven to ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because I obviously want to do comparisons in terms of the coins, in terms of how quick they run. Okay. So in terms of like how many, so how how many transactions can Bitcoin do per second? Per uh, second, it is something terrible, like seven, 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 seven yeah. transactions by second. per second, which is uh, rubbish. Because if you look at things like um, Mastercard and and Visa, they're doing like twenty four, yeah, twenty thousand, twenty thousand per second, exactly, yeah, per second. Mm. But um, yes, yeah, so that's what, so. In terms of like mining, what I want the listeners to know about is it's crazy because obviously you can earn money, mm -hmm. well, you earn Bitcoin by mining. Mm -hmm. People have like whole farms full of like networking computers, yeah, so they could get to the bitcoins as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. So, what do you say about um, doubters who say this is a really inefficient way of um? upholding the network um i'd say they have a point and if they're talking about electricity um consumption they they are they're kind of right in that sense but we actually spend a lot more electricity printing money and, yeah and, and and dealing with um the normal currency we have now so it, it it kind of balances out and at the same time um like you said with the miners they have the incentive to keep things right so 
um, that makes it efficient in my eyes, but there are still better options mm. out there. Um, we've got to think about it this way. Uh, Bitcoin was the first. If you want to look at the first um, search engine, mm. ask like ask Jeeves on something. R.I.P. Ask Jeeves, gone but not forgotten. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember yeah. used to bank Ask Jeeves. Then when Google came on, I was like, jeez. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. different ball game. Yeah. It changed the game. And so we can't, but at the same time, you've got to look at it this way. Ask Jeeves played a good role. It yeah. set the stage. And the people that made Ask Jeeves made a lot of money. The people yeah. invested in it made a lot of money still. Doesn't, um, just because Google came around doesn't mean that Ask Jeeves was nothing. It was yeah. a great game changer in yeah. itself. And that's basically what Bitcoin is. And that's basically what the whole cryptocurrency space is like. You've got to kind of compare it to the internet and mm. when that first came along. It's, mm. There's a lot of parallels there. Yeah. Okay, so that is um, Bitcoin. So what's Bitcoin currently at? In fact, let me just check so in terms of um, price. I think it was creeping towards 18000 but I don't know if it's hit yet. $18,000. Um, it is currently... Yeah, $17,858.60. Goddamn. Yeah. Market cap of 300 billion almost. (laughs) Bloody hell. So, yeah, so actually, another thing people, Tom, um, I got a lot of, obviously, people see $17,000 per Bitcoin and they just assume they can't invest in it because I ain't got 17000 to (laughs) do anything, let alone to invest in Bitcoin. Exactly. But um, so explain to people how you can actually still buy Bitcoin. Okay, so Bitcoin, you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. Same way you don't have to buy a whole dollar. You can buy it pence, so it's mm. divisible. Mm. And it's divisible in um, some, into little pieces called Satoshis. Mm. Um, so you could literally take a tenner and buy a tenner, tenner's worth of um, Bitcoin, and that would be your investment in Bitcoin. Yeah, it might come up as not point not not not, yeah. not, 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 not one Bitcoin, but if it goes up 100%, you've made money the exactly, same way. Exactly. So, so it's, yeah, so... I don't think it's too late. But we'll talk about if it's too late. Okay, cool. We spoke about Bitcoin. Mm. Ethereum. Ethereum. Okay, so Ethereum. Why do, why do, what do Americans call it? They call it F... F oh, so, <laughs> Americans are so weird. Well, what, what do they pronounce it as? It proper jars me. I kind of know. Uh, Ethereum. Eth- uh, yeah, it's Ethereum. It's something yeah, yeah. stupid. Even the way they say hierarchy, like it's an iPad or something. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So Ethereum. Yeah. So talk to me about Ethereum. Like, it's another blockchain technology, but it's a bit different it is. Than, than... um. Bitcoin. Um, so basically, you know, like I was saying before, um, there was Ask Jeeves and then there was Google. Mm. Um, so people looked at um, Bitcoin, they looked at the technology and they said, wow, this is great. Like you can send peer to peer transactions to each other, no middleman, mm. lower fees. And it's it's virtually quicker than um, well, it's supposed to be quicker than um, banks, because mm. most of the time when you make a bank transaction, it could take three to five days yep. to, to go through. So um they thought, hold on, why don't we do more with this? Um, why, or what if we created a platform that allowed for decentralized applications, not just decentralized money? Mm. So a decentralized application would be something like, um, before I was saying Facebook, instead of um, you know all your data being stored by Facebook and they're doing them doing God knows what with your data, selling it on, <laughs> and you're not making any money from that. Um, they're selling on all the data you're you that you're giving to them. And they are have it hundred percent control. Any picture you post onto Facebook, anyone could do anything with it that hacks into the Facebook servers. Mm. So if you created a, a Facebook, for example, on the blockchain, which is distributed between every server, there's not one central point of attack, so you mm. can't hack it. If you try to hack literally millions of computers, you you just couldn't do that. Yeah, it's it's impossible. Um, not not at the moment with the computers we have now, anyway. Um. But yeah, so Ethereum is basically a 
a place where developers can go and they can build decentralized applications like a decentralized Facebook or a YouTube and it, it kind of just stretches out more and from there it's kind of um, expanded like people will have um, one of my favorite um, use, uses of um, Ethereum at the moment is uh, someone's built a decentralized um, rental um, house rental um, program or, or application so for example uh, instead of using an estate agent a landlord could go and put up their um, their property that they want to rent out and a tenant can go on there and just go and be like oh yeah I want to rent this place and they can transact um, face to face not face to face but peer to peer and everything would be secure because it's on the blockchain mm. and everything would be reliable because it's cryptographically um, secured and that way you cut out the middleman and you basically save a lot of money and this could affect so many businesses mm. so many uh, industries okay so let's compare to um um bitcoin so in terms of transaction speed mm -hmm. what's quicker it's ethereum right ethereum's mm. quicker i think it does 20 um transactions per second so it's not still not up to scratch mm. with like the likes of visa and mastercard mm. and things like that but it, it's it's a lot quicker and um i also i forgot to mention the currency part of ethereum is that the token or the currency it uses is used to fuel um the, these programs so um for example if you were honest to do business with someone on one of these applications you'd be using ethereum mm. or ether to um transact basically and that's what gives it value because mm. if there's some huge company running on ethereum and everyone's using it then everyone wants ether, ether, yeah. and so that puts the price up. up. Yeah. So Ethereum's the second biggest um, cryptocurrency. Yeah. I'm just checking how much. God damn, it's gonna up since our first. <laughs> yes, it yeah. So six hundred eighty-six dollars per Ethereum coin. And then one month for let me see what one month ago on November actually let me on November what's today's date? Um, today is the fifteenth of December. Okay, one month ago. It was half that, three hundred twenty-nine dollars. So, yeah. instead of going dates, guys, if you put a hundred pounds, a hundred dollars in Ethereum, you have two hundred dollars worth now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Stop going on dates. Anyway, <laughs> so that's the second biggest. Um, <laughs> I have to push out agenda my podcast as well. That's the second biggest um, cryptocurrency. Okay, cool. So that's Ethereum. So that's, and another. It's still not too late to get involved in that because, mm. like, I've got some Ethereum. I'm, I'm sure you have, mm. and quite a few of my um, friends have got some, and they've seen some returns as of so far. So it's still not too late. Okay, speaking of speeds, mm -hmm. Ripple. So that's causing a quite of a big wave this week. Yeah, people have been looking at me envious because I keep tweeting about <laughs> Ripple because <laughs> because in bit so far. So Ripple is a bit different to to both because it's actually we've been talking about decentralized. Mm -hmm. So it's not like banks. There's no central point. Whereas Ripple is actually centralized. So exactly. it's not has it's not got the same identity as most of the other cryptocurrencies as somebody who's kind of more involved in the crypto community mm. how is ripple viewed by quite a lot of the hardcore cryptocurrency fans i know they must hate it they they don't like it there's a lot of i need to get on them i need to get on them for so i see what they're saying <laughs> so i can start trolling as well but go on yeah they um they they don't like it because it's centralized and it they it goes against the philosophy of like cryptocurrencies which takes away the banks they call it a bank coin yeah um well it's backed by banks yeah, yeah that's it's back, exactly mm. so and it but at the same time because it's backed by banks it um, the wider population is going to see it as more legitimate. Yeah, and I think that's more healthy for the whole, the wider cryptocurrency um, world because mm. then everyone, when you come into Ripple and you feel confident about Ripple, maybe start looking into something else yeah. and then 
then basically people start investing in other cryptocurrencies so it helps the whole um crypto space as a whole um but one thing to note as well the guy that cr actually created ripple he stepped away from ripple and he's created something very similar called stellar yeah uh, which is basically just like ripple except for it's more de decentralized so that's basically the competition for ripple at the moment but uh, ripple is winning that competition at the moment because mm. obviously it's got that bank um backing but it hasn't got the community support but i think there's there's still a place for um ripple whether it would can weather the storm of um you know the community and things like that and other um cryptocurrencies mm. um we'll see but because of it being backed by banks it's way ahead of the other well some of the other coins mm. in terms of um speed transaction mm. speed yeah it's 3.5 seconds yeah for a transaction to go through especially because ripple is like it's used by banks so um if banks are using swift to send mm -hmm. um for let's say money from i don't know switzerland to the united states it won't go the same day no it will take time like there's um i was watching an interview by the ceo of ripple and he joked about how it's probably quicker for you to get $10,000 and fly it to another country than it is to actually send it exactly. electronically. So where Ripple, he could do a transaction in 3.5 seconds. Mm. And in terms of the amount of transactions he could do per second, mm -hmm. it's pretty similar to Visa. So mm. that way, that's why you could see it's a massive hit with, exactly. with the financial sector because now they can do their transactions exponentially more quicker mm. and on a more efficient platform. Exactly. And, it, and it's um, secure as well. And, and very secure. Mm. So... Um, in terms of Ripple, in terms of like pricing, it's been crazy because obviously it's gone up quite a lot this it week. It has, it has. And to the point where certain exchanges, mm. we'll discuss what exchanges are, mm -hmm. have crashed. And I see so many people complaining. <laughs> like if you search, if you, if you search Bitstamp, if you search Bitstamp, I'll go to the latest and read the tweets. Oh, it's too <laughs> funny. Obviously, I was lucky enough to get in like a month ago mm. when I was like, I can't remember how many cents. It must have been like 20 cents yeah, or even lower. Like that, yeah, and it went up to like, up to like 80 years yeah. an hour laughing in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> People were furious. But um, so in terms of like, where, how do you rank um, Ripple in terms of t the technology compared to other coins? I think the technology is very good for Ripple. I rank it up there within mm, the top 10. But I'm saying that with... <laughs> with um kind of a hesitance because i'm one of those people that believes in decentralization so do I. yeah yeah so, so I, but i also believe in bands so that's why i'm <laughs> in, that's why i invested in ripple that's a good no because i know a lot of people who are against it but they're invested but they're just seen it as a vehicle to make money and yeah that's that's, 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 what, that's what i see exactly it. yeah so um that's fair enough and um so yeah ripple is definitely up there it, it could be one of those that would just um that could end up being one of the the biggest ones and that gets um wider adoption Definitely, I could I could see that happening. It's all this baby stage. Yeah, they're all in their baby stage. Compared to Bitcoin, like yeah. So, so imagine, as we were discussing before the podcast, that imagine Ripple gets to a point where it's like, let's say, a couple thousand per coin. Mm -hmm. The people who bought it when it was like twenty cents, coin like us, it's <laughs> <laughs> lit, b. So, so yeah. So try and get involved while you can because. Like even if it's just like ten pounds, you're gonna spend ten pounds on a on exactly. a Uber Eats like exactly. me, which I'll probably do when I get home. <laughs> Young jerk porking that. But like if you drop ten like what is the worst that can happen? Exactly. Really. So and something to look look into. So that's Ripple. What else I wanna discuss? Um Iota. Oh yeah, Iota. Iota's a different one. Mm. Um Iota isn't actually built on a blockchain. It's, it's a tangle. Yeah, something called a tangle, which yeah. is basically 
kind of an upgrade of uh, blockchain. I love IOTA myself. Yeah, I think when I, when I was recent IOTA, I was like, this makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah. You're probably best um, to explain how a tangle works and how it differentiates from blockchain. So with a blockchain, you need miners to verify a transaction. Um, they need to run calculations over and over again with a system called proof of work. Um, and it takes a lot of electricity and you need the whole... Um, network to, to verify, verify your transaction before hence the speeds free. hence the speed exactly yeah but mm. with a with a tangle you only need two other nodes so two other computers in the um in the whole network to trans to um to basically um verify your transaction and you, when you make a transaction you verify two so other transactions so by partaking in the um by making transactions by partaking in the network you're helping the network speed up. Mm. So that means when more people join it, instead of slowing down, it will speed, speed up. up. Yeah. And so when it gets to the point where there are millions of people using it, the transaction speeds are going to be crazy. Yeah. And on top of that, because it's in a tangle and, and because it's the way that it's actually structured, it's so secure, it's so strong. Um, so basically, one of the um, the possible weaknesses in the future with um, blockchains is if, quantum computers which is something very complicated but really really powerful um uh computers do something called a uh brute force attack or ddos attack which is where they send loads and loads of traffic to um a server and it crashes um blockchains you could spam like theoretically Mm. with quantum computers you could spam the network and it would slow down Mm. but if you try to do that with the tangle you just speed it up yeah so i always say it's kind of like the incredible hulk the more you attack it the stronger it gets gets, exactly so and a good thing about tangle is that because you're verifying up transactions there's no fees exactly so whereas like even the other day i tried to send i'll send in i tried to send some what the exchange was down i tried to send some bitcoin cash to my bitstamp account Mm -hmm. And I saw the trans. I had a transaction fee. Um, I could choose how how much fees I want by mm. the speed. So obviously, the higher the speed, the more fees I pay. Mm. Whereas if I was on the IOTA network trying to send um, IOTA to somebody else, yeah. it would be another sort. Exactly. So that's something that also um, saves you saves you money. So I think IOTA is a very it's a very interesting coin. It was interesting because there was rumours of them working with Microsoft, yeah. which pushed up the price. When Microsoft came out, I was like, nah, brother. <laughs> I just see the price go shoom, yeah. down, you quick. Know, I didn't I didn't actually mind because I got in at, um, yeah. I got in at 35 cents mm. and I think now it's at, um, let me see how much it's at now. It's about four, three, four dollars. Oh, like. God damn. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Blockchain Jeff in the building, you know. That's why I haven't got into IO. Oh, I'm livid. I, what? God damn! Uh, that's, that's why I was raving on about it. You you've been, yeah, yeah, you've been raving on. The way it is, yeah. I was still, I was still just focus on Ripple and Ethereum, innit? Mm. And also because I wasn't really getting other exchanges because I'm still too scared. Yeah, yeah. The thing of it, as we said, with the nature of blockchain, like it's not like normal banking. So, say for example, somebody deets. Okay, deets is when somebody has your has hacked via the dark web. They've got they've got your hackers have got your details, they sold them, they sold them to somebody, mm. and this person decided, yeah, do you know what, yeah, I'm having a go around, let me just go and order some pizza. Mm. So they order some pizza on your behalf, yeah? So if somebody does that to you, you can't wake up and say, What? I didn't order no damn dominoes. Mm. You can call your bank, they'll be like, Okay, cool, get your money back. Exactly. If anything bad goes on in Bitcoin, psh, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's nobody to call. Exactly. The transactions are final, they cannot be edited mm. or reversed. And uh, and also because there's no real infrastructure, there's no real like governing body. Mm. 
anyone really can set up exchange and say, yeah, you give us this money and or you send us your bitcoins, we'll mm. transfer them for you. So I was a bit, I was way too... Yeah, you've got to be careful. Right? No, yeah, so yeah. now I'm starting to clock what exchanges to use, but exactly. unfortunately, a lot of them are down because the, yeah, too much FOMO, traffic. fear of missing out. Exactly. Everybody's trying to jump on a wave. Mm. But yeah, that IOTA is a very interesting coin. It is. And another thing that makes it stand out is that it's built to integrate... Um, new technology and a new protocol called mm. internet of things so in the future um in the very near future you're for example have you seen um a technology called hive where it's like your it's an app on your phone you can heat your house up when you're at the bus stop you've seen that oh yeah yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah that sort of thing mm. so basically everything's basically going to be like that everything's going to be interconnected but the problem with that is someone could hack your phone and then they'd have control over, over your, your heating, yeah, everything bills, things like god that. damn so if you had that system on the IOTA network, it would be completely secure. It would not slow down. You could have as many devices on it as possible mm. and you'll be doing transactions through IOTA. So for example, your heating bill would be paid in IOTA. Yes, um, another thing is like uh, driverless cars, which is coming very soon. You see a lot a lot of it around um, in the news and mm. tech news and stuff. Um, say, for example, you bought a driverless car. Um you could rent out that car as a taxi. You could just be a, a self-driving Uber mm. and earn you IOTA. As God, it's imagine going. that. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm still scared of self-driving cars. I don't want to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, Which makes no sense working. because I definitely drive in airplanes. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, technology technology is so interesting. Mm. So yeah, IOTA is definitely one to watch. Okay. So we discussed quite a few of the popping coins. There's a million of them. Mm. If we were to discuss all the coins, we'll literally be here until 2020. So we're not going to do that. However, I'm going to talk about like the investing side of it. Mm-hmm. So, so both of us have invested. We're in a group of loads of people have invested, mm-hmm. and we laugh at how people get, <laughs> like <laughs> how people like watch the price every five minutes. Yeah, that will obviously drive you to early death. Um, as if dating women wasn't enough to <laughs> <laughs> to finish some of us. Uh, but um, you're asking for trouble. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I love this game. But yeah, so in terms of investing, so you 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 well, we described. We'll talk about. There's like there's the day to day trading and the more like the long term. So describe mm-hmm. the difference between two approaches. And what do you reckon probably is best for, like, a newbie to adapt? Um, so first, I'm just going to say, like, this isn't financial advice, guys. Do your own research. And yeah, stuff. yeah, because if you lose money, you come yeah, to message yeah. me, but I'm <laughs> going to say, sorry, Marit, don't cry, don't beg, fam. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so basically there's, like, day trading. And with day trading, you um, basically, it's every day, you jump in and out of positions, and um, you're just trying to get into the market, make a little profit, and jump back out. Mm. And in the long term... Um, you just hold onto a position for a long time, hoping that price will go up in the long term and exponentially and make you a lot of money down the road. For cryptocurrencies, I would 100% say the long term road is better because this market is way too volatile. Mm. And you see it because um, uh, what a lot of people don't realize before they jump into the markets is that it's controlled, it's fully controlled by human emotion. Mm. When price goes up, it's because of greed, because people are. are are scared of missing out fear of missing out mm. um they want to jump in herd, it's herd mentality it is herd mentality they see oh this guy's invested this he's made this much money but it may not be the best time for them to invest mm-hmm. but they jump in prices right at the top mm. they jump in buy it like put like let's say 10 grand in, in ripple or something right at the top and then ripple starts going down and then they get scared mm. so when they get scared they take their money out and other people who do that take their money out as well and that's what causes price, price to go, to even go down. down and you'll notice that when price goes down it tends to go down a lot quicker than it goes up, up yeah. because the, the fear is real. Yeah. And that's why um, you get a lot of these exchanges, like you mentioned earlier, um, going down because 
people just aren't in control of their emotions and with such a volatile market uh, it's a lot easier to control your emotions when you're thinking about things long term because mm. you know if it goes down that day all right it's just that day it doesn't matter mm. but what happens to that day it matters what happens in like a year or two years things exactly like that. yeah so imagine there's there's people out there who might have bought bitcoin at a hundred dollars mm-hmm. and got shook and sold it yeah that's what happens and the people who held it <laughs> they're laughing <laughs> laughing to the bank yeah but i heard a story of um a guy who bought a pizza with his bitcoin um there was also another story of um you know we mentioned mining back in the mm. day when bitcoin first came about um you could mine with your laptop because there weren't that many people in the mm. network there wasn't enough um vex oh, <laughs> yeah. i just sit at home mining chop a bit god damn <laughs> probably playing football manager like a bum <laughs> but yeah no oh, um, damn. this guy had like um thirty thousand bitcoins on his um laptop and it was just because mining does take a lot of a toll on your um machine so it warms it up it gets hot heating up the room makes a lot of noise mm. and his girlfriend was complaining oh, see <laughs> see see his girlfriend was complaining guys you listening she's like oh you need to get rid of that laptop but it's just a mess blah blah and um um so eventually he ended up just throwing it away and on that laptop is like thirty thousand um bitcoin right there and he'd he'd be a millionaire he'd be and so basically what he did is he got a bunch of investors together he said look if we find this laptop we can split the money we just need to go to this dump and search and they never found it I'm just in the mess right now. <laughs> 17 grand. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that relationship didn't last. If he kept them Bitcoins, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> $510 million. For, oh, my. If I ever have a bad day, I would have figured that. God, that, wow. That is an L. Yeah, That is, is an L. It's sitting somewhere in a dump. How yeah. can you sleep at night? I don't know. I don't See know. me if I was him. I'm I'm living that dump, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living. <laughs> I'm living that dump. Wow. If I, oh, yep. my head's hot on his behalf. No, I, no, I won't be able to sleep. Yeah. It's, I want to sleep. I'll be on. See, see that Phil Mitchell. Then Phil Mitchell pictures. <laughs> That's me. I'll just be. The, oh, I'll be a mess. I don't, I don't even drink, but man, I'll be drinking. Okay. Cool. So yeah. So it's not too late. So okay. Sh- actually, you know what? We'll talk about this. Um, this point. Then we'll do the questions. Okay. okay. So. So impacts crypto is going to have on the average person and the uh, economy as a whole. So let's talk about on a more micro level. So how can the, let's say, the emergence of cryptocurrencies affect people? Like Last week, I spoke about if we go to cash society, mm-hmm. you didn't have control of your own money. Yeah. Like right now, I've got my ledger, mm-hmm. my hard my hard wallet. Okay, mm-hmm. should we just... If we talk? Yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Okay, basically, so with cryptocurrencies... You can store it in basically three places on an exchange. So Coinbase is basically an exchange, mm-hmm. basically a digital bank. Yeah. So they actually hold your coins for you. Yeah. You can have it in a soft wallet. So you withdraw your currency from exchange to like a application, maybe in your computer. Mm-hmm. Um, you showed me Exodus. So I, yeah. I just downloaded that recently. Mm-hmm. So it stays. So now it's in your control, but in your computer. So there still has a slight security risk. Mm. Or you can invest in a hard wallet. Which is like a dev- like it's, it's a USB shaped device. I got one for like sixty something quid, mm-hmm. and basically you can transfer your money. You plug your wallet into a computer. Mm. You can transfer your currencies onto this wallet, and then once you take out your computer, it's offline. Yeah. So nobody can access it. Yeah. So this is what I'm on because like I ain't trying to get <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to know to pan my pan my coins, but mm. especially in the future, the near future, 
I think this is ideologically, ideologically, ideologically. I can't say it. Can you say it for me? Ideologically. Yo, we can't even say this word. <laughs> but you, you might know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. You ladies know what we're talking about. Um, in the near future, mm-hmm. let's say you don't even know. It could be five years, 10, 15, whatever. Mm. I don't want all my money being uh, controlled of the government. I'm having yeah. a conspiracy theorist like that. Yeah. But I've seen... It's, the the fact, it's just the facts at the moment. Just, yeah. just, all I have to do is just look what's happened. Mm. Even in Greece, they tried to say... Um, when when it was getting popping in Greece, yeah. they said, "Listen, if you have more than eight bags, well, eight—that's eight thousand. Eight well, people who listen, you should know what a bags is by now. <laughs> if you have more than eight thousand in your account, we're gonna take a haircut. So I'm gonna take a certain percentage. Mm. So imagine you people, imagine young Greek couples save fifteen grand, and they Greek come because they don't know how to handle business. They come take, taking money, yeah. And um, it's, even with now the European Central Bank." Mm. They're doing something called quantitative easing. I don't know if you've spoken about it on your. I haven't. I'm, I'm trying to find a way to discuss it very easily. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's basically when um, central banks print money, print, print money, and, and basically they put it into the system. Imagine you have a bank account and you think you've got a nice 10k in there, and they print out 50 billion into the system, and that's devalued. You mean your 10k? Yeah, your 10k hasn't got the same buying value power. as exactly. that before. Yeah, yeah. So, so with a hard wallet, in the future. I can be in complete control of my money in it. Mm. So that's one of the one of the potential uses of cryptocurrency in the near future I have a person. But what else do you reckon? Um, I think obviously international payments are going to be a lot easier, like send the money back home to Ghana exactly, and Nigeria and exactly, that. Yeah. Just quickly ping ping Artie a quick quick Bitcoin exactly. well, if you can have a whole coin. And but. it's gonna help businesses over there as well because mm. they're gonna be able to do international trade a lot easier. Mm. They're not gonna have to set up a bank account like um the example I use a lot of the time is a farmer somewhere, let's say, for example, Ghana, mm. um, is going to be able to receive money with no fees or do business with whoever he wants. He doesn't have to set up a bank account. Mm. So, for example, if he has, hasn't got a credit score or anything, he mm. can set up a business and start getting money. Getting money. Um, another piece of technology coming out of bit, um, blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies is something called smart contracts. Smart contracts, yeah, that's more Ethereum, right? Yeah, that's more uh, Ethereum, yeah. Um, so what that is is a contract that is basically cryptographically um, secure. It's a code. Um, and what it does, it can hold and store coins and distribute them depending on the um, terms of that contract. So one example I, I use is the f- same example with the farmer. In a lot of... Um, countries with the farmers um when they go through a drought they need to get insurance to cover them mm. but they might not always get an insurance payout so they basically have no money for that year mm. so there's this smart contract what it does is it scans weather reports and if there's been a drought that year it automatically sends the money the um to the farmer so mm. that's bas- it's basically an insurance um smart contract mm. and at the same time it protects insurance companies because it stops people from doing insurance fraud because mm. it scans things and it only goes on the facts mm. um so yeah that's one technology that could help um people uh through with cryptocurrencies i know that's probably not applicable to most of us but yeah. it's just one way and it, and it trickles down really because um for example then it will be fairer fairer trade and stuff and we'll be getting better quality um products and things like that um and for, for me to, uh, my personal view if if someone over there is doing well then it will it will echo to here as well and it rebalances the whole um the state of play with money especially in africa mm. like that's one of my um my hopes for um blockchain technologies that things in africa will get better because um this provides such an opportunity mm. even as an investment vehicle like if some someone in um uh ghana nigeria any part of africa could get involved 
they can invest a little bit of money into a coin and who knows where it will take them mm. you know even if it even if they don't make that much money but they get a bit of money and they can go and invest that in something else yeah. and build up from there um see so yeah, that's just one i kind of went on, on a tangent there no no no, no, no <laughs> yeah no no that's no, no, for real i feel yeah. i feel like it kind of gives us like another chance because obviously we've built this without trying to get all conspiracy for it there's a capitalist kind of machine that has obviously some of its pros but also has a lot of its cons and mm. the inequality right now is crazy for example every day i leave the house i walk past a homeless person mm. and we're so used to that that it still doesn't really trigger anything in our brain that this person is sleeping on the street exactly and there is billions of money in 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 this in <laughs> this is, world yeah but we still have people sleep on the street exactly to a point where it's this suffering is where like desensitized to it mm-hmm. like they're like furniture yeah like we walk past them i was just an example um i worked in a in a firm by st Catherine's dock so this is like by tower bridge right so we had so it's a fire drill so we walk past um we walk into this um subway right mm. so i'm one of the last people there because i'm just taking my time to figure out for heaven's sake i'm taking my stuff just in case because yeah. it's, it's december as well yeah and i called i'm not leaving without my jacket mm. and my scarf so i was on a different floor so i'm one of the last people left um leaving and I'm seeing this homeless man, mm. and he's got his coins empty, his cups empty. Mm. I never carry cash anyway, innit? Yeah. which I found in my last podcast. So I couldn't even nice man like that. Mm. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Let me not lie. Mm. So we're all queuing, waiting to go back in, and I'm and I'm one of the last people come back in because I don't like work. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just on my phone, taking my time coming back in. Mm. Bear in mind, this is a seven floor building mm. with a big with a big law firm and a big accountancy firm, right? You're having nobody in that building is earning less than. 21k and that's the mm. worst person and there's some six figure people there l- l- people loads of people there have money and plenty of people took out their bags and stuff mm. i was the last person i walked in this man's cup was complete the same the exact same and that kind of shows like how far we've gone so mm-hmm. i feel like maybe cryptocurrency given people complete autonomy of their own finances mm-hmm. not only helps kind of against inflation purposes but also kind of gives us a second chance of exactly. like kind of staving off inequality. Another another point as well, um, like that uh, Jay from the Making Sense podcast. Yeah, drone. He, he says... Um, Shout out Making Sense podcast as well. Check that out. It's a very good podcast. Yeah, it is indeed. Mm. Um, but yeah, he always makes the... He, well, he made the point that um, basically the generation before us, they had property investing in property was not, not even not that hard for them listen now it was nothing basically. yeah it's not the same as now now yeah. you need to be a multi-billionaire just to get <laughs> a shed in in london on. basically yeah this could be our version mm. our generation's version of that it could be our vehicle because for example if let's say uh bitcoin goes to a million dollars per coin in the future mm. and we've been able to get even a, a small percentage of it that's it's basically the same thing. The mm. generation before us will, will struggle to do that. It's kind of, it's not fair on them, mm. but I'm sure there will be there'll be other coins as mm. well. This is just Bitcoin because mm. there's more than one coin. But mm. getting a Bitcoin, for example, will be harder for them. For us, we'll have Bitcoin. It's our version, and you can hold on to it. You mm. can pass it down to your kids. Yeah, things like that. Um, so it, there's a there's so much um, social benefits um, for that. Um, bitcoin and blockchain technology is bringing to to the table and that's kind of what the hype was that drove it in the beginning before everybody knew about it the people that were driving it were passionate about it because of what it could actually do and where it could take them and and where it could take the world and that's how it's gotten this far it's not because um 
everybody's just pumped into it to try and get rich because before that no one cared about it you don't give a damn mm-hmm. I, mean, I was watching uh, did you watch that um, yeah, Netflix the, show yeah the Bitcoin documentary yeah so yeah. it was funny because it was going through like, the history of Bitcoin so mm. there's these um, Bitcoin users and they were like outside of some sort of court in New York or somewhere in America mm. and they were trying to convince people like listen we'll sell you Bitcoin right now if you give us money so it's like only 600 bucks yeah and then this is woman oh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about yeah. oh it gives me so much joy I'm going to try to see if I can snip the video yeah She's like, oh, I don't believe in Bitcoin. This is what I believe in. She was waving a dollar bill. And, he, and or like a dollar, he goes, listen, I invested, I've made 30% in a month. Mm. What have you done with that? Well, she's like, well, come and see me next year. She said to him, all right, cool, boy. <laughs> if he saw her next year. <laughs> yeah, listen, like, Baz coin went from six bills to 17 bags. So yeah. it's a bit mad. So yeah, man. I think there's there's, there's a lot of um, um social utility in uh, Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. In terms of the economy as a whole, like, I think it's very interesting to see how big, um, not just Bitcoin cryptocurrencies will play in terms of, like, the power of the banks, the way mm-hmm. the banks, and especially central banks, mm-hmm. yield kind of power over the economy. Yeah. So, like, how do you feel the... Because we've seen them try to smear Bitcoin for yeah. years, and now it's too late. It's, yeah. Even Jamie... We'll talk about how Jamie yeah. Dimon was talking smack about Bitcoin mm-hmm. Only for JP Morgan to go buy it when it went down. But exactly. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. So what's your thoughts in terms of Bitcoin and the wider macro economy? Well, we got to understand the central banks are basic, basically rule the world. They're not going to mm. let go of power just like that. Yeah, they're not. So that's why you're seeing banks creating their own blockchains, getting involved, trying to create their own cryptocurrencies. And you're seeing governments start to build their own cryptocurrencies mm. as well. Um so that's just going to be their way of getting in. They're going to be like, oh, this technology is great, mm. but we have it and mm. you can trust it because we have it. We've been <laughs> serving you for years. Just come to our cryptocurrency. But I think the wider population isn't going to be aware of the decentralization benefits that they'd get using other coins. So, and, you know, people go with what they're, they, they know. They know basically. Yeah. So that could be a way that they would hold on to, hold on to power by adopting it. Um, in Venezuela, recently they've announced they're creating their own cryptocurrency. China's created their, of course, China's made yeah. one. They have to control this. They, what they did is they banned bl- Bitcoin, create their own cryptocurrency, bought Bitcoin, and they're slowly going to reintroduce it back. <laughs> that's that's it, it's all about control, really. Um, so basically, yeah, that's how it's going to affect the the um, the the wider um, macroeconomic um, system. Like the banks, they're just going to try and take control, get involved. Also, they'll try it with regulation, but I think... Yeah, I was going to discuss regulation. Like, How do you reckon that's going to play out? I think it's going to take a long time to draft something that's going to work. Um, because um, or, uh, or otherwise people are just going to jump to privacy coins. And what privacy coins are, are basically cryptocurrencies that are basically untrackable. You don't know who owns So like Monero, for example. Yeah, Monero. Yeah, Monero, yeah. you can even hide your IP address. They <laughs> won't know where that money's gone to, where it's come from, um, how much there is. It's so secretive. Um, so they have to be very careful with what they do. And I think they know that. That's why they're not saying too much. A lot of, um, a lot of the time when they speak about cryptocurrencies, um, a lot of the smart officials go, you know what, um, I don't think it's our time to touch it yet. We mm. just let it do its own thing, let it grow. It's too young. And some people just want to stamp on it and just mm. get the regulations on it. I think, um, yeah, so it'll be a slow process, but there will be some regulations. I think the regulations, the way that I think ideally it would work, is the regulations should be on the exchanges. Yeah. And the coins should be just left freely to run. 
because um, at the end of the day, I don't know, everyone's going to have their different um, different points of view. And there's a lot of fear and um, FUD is what the community calls it, which is fear, um, un untrust and dis distrust or something like that. So basically it's just fear, uh, fear mongering. And people going, oh, Bitcoin's being used on the black market. Bitcoin's being, but real cash is being used on the black I market. I find that crazy. So yeah. when, so when, so when um, those people running people over in London, did they were they driving a machine full of bitcoins? <laughs> exactly. Or how did they buy the car? Did they buy it with Ethereum? Like, uh, exactly. It's just nonsense. Or, or how do people pay drug dealers? Do they yeah. pay them in bitcoins? No, <laughs> I think they pay them in cash. So exactly. It's, it's just complete nonsense. It is. It's, so it, don't buy that. People. And you'll find most of the people's, um, like we said, Jamie Dimon, he caused. Um, he was, he was saying Bitcoin's rubbish, it's a scam. It caused a mini crash in Bitcoin. And the next couple of days, uh, JP Morgan, which is, he's the CEO of, was buying a lot of Bitcoins for cheap. So a lot of this is just manipulation. Mm. Like I said before, the market's controlled by emotions. And if you control people's emotions, you control, control the, the market, prices. Yeah. Yeah, the markets, yeah. Okay, so let's go through some listeners' questions. So, mm -hmm. right, cool. We got H underscore London one. Mm -hmm. Is any, is there, I think you might answer this, but we'll ask on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Is there any, Anyway, developing nations can implement crypto as blockchain tech to their advantage. Um, yeah, so like I said before, with the with Africa, it could rebalance um, things there and the economy there. Um, uh, Venezuela are creating their own cryptocurrency, which is backed by their own uh, by diamonds, oil, and their their natural resources, mm. which gives it more legitimacy than fiat, mm. um, um, which is just normal currency. Because it's actually backed Let's by something, something else yeah. So you can't, exactly. So you can't just print out as as much as you want. But at the end of the day, it's still centralized. So, mm. but it's still a step in the right direction, mm. I think. Um, so that's one way they could um, help them. Because um, Venezuela actually have a lot of sanctions on mm. them. They can't do business with a lot of uh, other countries. But with a currency which is based on a peer to peer network, you don't need a bank. So they can improve their currency, their economy um, by that way. Okay. So. I hope that makes a lot of sense to you. Okay, cool. So we've got party SRC, SRC, sorry. Mm -hmm. How does how does someone actually invest in cryptocurrency? Is it too late to invest in cryptocurrency? And what are the best ones for the future? Also, um, only underscore J Arts basic beginners, basic basics for beginners wishing to enter the world, enter that world, sorry. And then um, Elijah Mohammed, he asks, how to get into trading cryptocurrency for beginners, such as XRP, LTC. Um, etc so that's ripple litecoin and ethereum i'm gonna read the questions that all sound similar mm -hmm. call me quay i think there's some garnet is it ever too late sorry is it ever too late to invest in relatively new cryptocurrencies like bitcoin etc if your assets are limited but you still wish to invest how sizable should your initial investment be and then um he also asks where are the safest place to invest in cryptocurrencies mm -hmm. And okay, cool. So those are the ones that kind of sound similar. So okay. basically, is it too late? Where to invest? What are ones to look out for? Okay. So, um. So it's not too late at all. At all. It's very very early. Some people don't even know what a cryptocurrency is. Mm. I had a debate with a guy on the tube who apparently used to work in the FX um industry, the forex industry for um for forty years and he didn't even understand he didn't know there was technology behind Bitcoin. He just thought it was digital money. <laughs> and so yeah, I, I clearly won that debate. <laughs> um <We lit. laughs> um yeah, um it's not too late. It's very early. If you look at the prices of these coins, some of them are still in the cents and the mm. pence level. You can get in. Uh you don't need a lot of capital to, to invest. 
as for the right places that's a bit more tricky but i'd always direct people as as buggy as, as it's been the past few days i really think coinbase is the best place for um beginners because it's a simple interface mm. and um you know you it's it's just a way for you to just put in a little bit of money and just to test the waters, get yourself familiar whilst you do your research. Um, it's The only reason it's had trouble recently is only because there's so many people trying to use it at once. Mm. Um, I think you gave the example earlier when we were speaking about like Yeezys. Yeah. Adidas, um, their website crashed because so many people, people want to use it. Exactly. So it's the same thing. So like, um, don't be discouraged in, um, with these websites like Coinbase because their proper is just that if one if 10 trillion people are trying to buy um, exactly um ethereum so they can switch it to go buy copper and ripple they're gonna have they're gonna have issues but um they work i watched the interview with their um with their ceo and they're working to get that resolved and they yeah. seem to have really good customer service so yeah that's what um bitstamp is one i use mm-hmm. i use bitstamp that's where i, I cut my coins from mm-hmm. it's pretty simple to use but obviously they're having problems with verifying people because yeah. for the exact same reason yeah and in terms of coins to look out for, what would you um, say? I just want to say one thing about the exchanges as well, because there are a bit, there's some dodgy ones out there as well. Bare dodgy ones. So you've got to be careful. Bare <laughs> dodgy ones, yeah? yeah. Do your research. If you see exchange, type the exchange. Okay, let's say the exchange was called, I don't know, Big Benson's Cryptocurrencies, yeah? Type in Big Benson's Cryptocurrencies in Google, space Reddit, space review, <laughs> and just see what people are saying about it on the exactly, forums. Exactly, yeah. Because, like, for example, um, when uh, a lot of exchanges were going down mm. and then somebody must have said, oh, there's one coin called Cointile. We've been baiting them up. Anyway, mm. Cointile UK. So I think, hold on. How did I not know of a uh, exchange based that you could buy a Ripple based in the UK and mm. you could use pounds? Because all, all these ones, you, you can't use pounds. You have no. to use um, euros and dollars because yeah. I've been catching or so Ethereum. many. Or Ethereum, yeah. yeah. So, so I look at it and like, 400 followers? Hmm, I don't know about that. Mm. It's a website. It's like, hmm, I don't know about that. So, I went looked at the address, put the address into Google Maps, and seeing it's on some top of some chicken shop. So <laughs> people are putting money into that. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. yesterday when people are frustrated of all the exchanges, they're putting money into that. Yep. So just be careful yep. RA exchanges. So yeah. So exchanges are where you can get your um, currency. And yeah, so and also look into wallets as well. Mm-hmm. So we've and in terms of coins. Oh the, coins to look out for. Um yeah, so we mentioned some today. Obviously Bitcoin's a big one. Um me personally, um, I've got the smallest portion of my portfolio in Bitcoin simply because I believe in the others and I'm more of a long-term investor. So I think there's more potential in the others, in some of the others. Um, But it's still a good vehicle for investment. And plus, one thing I don't think I've mentioned is that there's only ever going to be a set amount of Bitcoins. Once all the Bitcoins are mined, there's there's going to be no more created. So once that happens, the value of it's going to go up because it's rare. You can't just make it anymore. Yeah, they they say... um or take called basically um it got um they get released every four years mm-hmm. um no it's every four yeah, every four years mm-hmm. and the number of um coins per release gets half that's right yeah yeah it gets half so i think there's, there's um how many has been released is it 21 million so far yes actually about around that yeah yeah so there says there's about 100 years left of yeah. bitcoin releases yeah. isn't it so even if you hold bitcoin it's gonna be a more valuable commodity as yeah. the as the years go by. That's why people compare it to gold. It's just one of those things because gold is finite and it will run out one day. Mm. It has value also, but gold has value for other reasons as well. But mm. I, I won't go into that. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, like um, the ones I look out for, I've been looking at. Well, I've got Ripple, Bitcoin Cash, mm-hmm. which is I don't. Uh, 
I don't even think I want to spend Bitcoin cash in this before people get confused. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. another one. Um, Ethereum, Ethereum, yeah, and yeah. and Bitcoin. But I'm yeah. looking to get IOTA when yeah. the exchanges are back up again. So. Um, uh, uh, there's others to look at as well. Um, like I, me- I mentioned Stellar, Stella. yeah, and um, Stratus, which is basically like Ether- Ethereum, but um what it is is that it allows developers to build their applications in a coding language called Mm. javascript which is no um c sharp which is very popular so for example if you're going to pitch ethereum and you're going to pitch stratus to to a group of developers they're more likely to choose um stratus because they already know c sharp they don't Mm. have to learn a new coding language um also monero mainly because of its privacy features because for example, like we mentioned, everything's on a ledger. You can see transactions. Mm-hmm. So you might not see their names. It might not say, It'll oh, just be yeah. bare numbers. Yeah, loads of numbers. But there's ways around it where you can figure out where money's going mm. and where it's coming from. Um, Monero allows you to hide it. So, for example, if you're a big business and you want to hide where you're um, getting supplies from and mm-hmm. from your competition, something like Monero will be useful for you. So that yeah, kind well, of if, you have, well, if you want to imagine you have a secret family, you want to set the to <laughs> your wife's o'clock, you can just use use Monero. So, yeah, those are some good coins. Um, Niger, I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. It's got an qu- interesting question. Do you believe ICOs, which is in, um, in, um, initial coin offering, could overtake venture capitalism as the standard way to raise large amounts of capital for businesses and ventures? Uh, I kind of don't like ICOs because at the moment, because ra- there's too many and they're unregulated. Unregulated. So, so it's a mess. I'm not sure if you, do you listen to what IPO is, which is um, initial public offering. So for who had a big IPO recently? Uh, was it Alibaba? Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of a big company that everybody knows. Well, last year I think Ferrari did one. Okay, so so okay, yeah. say Ferrari. So this is mm. when these companies become public. So mm-hmm. basically, they're offering shares of their company mm-hmm. to obviously raise capital. So now you can buy shares. They list them on stock exchange. Yeah. This this basically this is the same, but for coins. The problem mm-hmm. is with an IPO, there's the SEC, FSA, all types of regulating bodies. They have mm-hmm. to go through all types of procedure compliance. Yeah. So they can't just pretend to offer parts of a company that doesn't exist. Exactly. Whereas ICO, me and Jeff can go home, develop mm-hmm. a quick coin, call it Maggie, Maggie coin. <laughs> we have a nice website. It's futuristic. We have a couple white faces to make it look lit. <laughs> <laughs> go call a couple conferences, raise a bag of money, but you're really buying nothing. Yeah. So that's the dangers of ICOs. You really got to um, look into them. So I'm, I don't personally see them overtaking venture capitalism. No, not when, yet. Not before for, they get regulated. Not for not for regulation because yeah. people are too scared yeah. with their money. So yeah. but that's a very good question. But they have raised a lot of money recently. People pour money. Uh, money. Sometimes I think what are people people have so much money to spend. The amount of money people have spent on mm. ICOs recently. Mm. That's why there's so many of them. Yeah. People see the money. Yeah, they yeah. can make money. Yeah. I caught the last question. I said this was our shout out error. Um, he answers a very good question. Well, from the more economic sense. Why would anyone use a bank if they have a wallet and a blockchain? And the second question, which is probably a bit more technical, what is future? What a futures market, mm-hmm. and and who cares about it? So okay, yeah. So we'll do the first question. So why would anyone use a bank if they had a hard wallet and a blockchain? Well, they might not. They might not want to use a bank. But at the same time, with a bank, you get that security. If your mm-hmm. money goes missing, you can ring up your bank, and they will put it back into your um, bank account. Mm. So. There's that. There's some people that will cherish that more. Some people prefer security over freedom, mm. and and because and because there's always going to be people like that, there will always be a place for banks. Mm, but um, if I think there'll be more people in our generation, um, I'm in the twenties, so yeah. like 
who will be more open to being in control of their own funds mm. and um so i think there's there's still room for both but i think the banks may lose out a lot and maybe as time goes like the next hundred years maybe there won't be any banks but for now as far as i can see there will still be people using banks yeah and as for the futures market what it is is um trying to make it in a simple way so instead of investing okay so let's explain what a future is okay yeah a futures is basically you place a contract or um yeah a contract that says i will sell this asset at this price within this time mm. and um basically depending on whether price goes up or down mm. um you can make money based yeah. on that yeah when you when the contract's up the time's over mm. um Bitcoin recently got um, introduced into the bit, uh, the futures market. market. And the reason why it matters is because, firstly, it legitimizes Bitcoin. Everyone thinks, oh, wow, yeah, Bitcoin's in the futures market. So, yeah, there it's, must be something real. Oh. And two, it also kind of stabilizes, was supposed to stabilize the Bitcoin market because um, there's not as many um, people just buying um, Bitcoins like that. They, they'll be putting their money into the futures market and instead of pushing up price they're basically just sitting and waiting for price to to move so that's it just adds more um more stability and more calm to the to the bitcoin market and and that's why it kind of matters in in that sense because it's very important that before bitcoin can actually get used properly as an everyday um you know that cash system um it needs to be stable yeah so um yeah yeah i thought that was a good question um what I wanted to end on, I've actually lost my train of thought, yeah, which is I could plug some stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, so yeah, this is this is this is this is the time to plug. Mm. So first of all, your social media. Where can we catch you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Blockchain Jeff for both of them. Um, also, I, me, and two other guys, Andy and Courtney. Um, we Andy's a programmer and Courtney's a mathematician. And we ha- have a podcast. So we've got a trader, programmer, mathematician. That's a proper certain group of friends. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we know known each other since high school. So yeah, um, but yeah, we're running this podcast uh, talking about blockchain technology, cryptocurrencies. Mm. We also have a group chat. What's it called? What's it called? Um, oh yeah, the uh, <laughs> Blockchain Bandits podcast. So where can we find that? What platforms can we find it? Uh, YouTube, Castbox, iTunes. Very soon, we're still working on that. Having some trouble setting up on iTunes. Mm. Um, but that should be done very, very soon, hopefully by this week. Um, there's a SoundCloud as well. Mm. Um, we have like educational videos on our YouTube channel. They're very good, by the way. I like them. Uh, yeah, we just kind of try and break things down to people so you have a better understanding of like the investments mm. and the technology and stuff like that. Also, some technical analysis, which is basically the charts and price analysis and things like that. Um, soon we'll be setting up some more educational um things so we can have some more time to educate people we also have a group chat which mm. uh you're in yeah um it's filling up fast we probably will have to move to um to telegram mm. soon because we're basically at 100 people now yeah. and i think the maximum capacity is like 200 on, on so on, on whatsapp so yeah we'll be moving to that so yeah um blockchain bandits check us out on youtube um at blockchain jeff is my social media um so yeah that that's basically it yeah so don't worry if, if you didn't catch that will be in the description or you can just hit me up or tweet me and obviously i'm going to tag him on the post on my social media so yeah thank you for listening jeff thank uh, you for joining well, thank it's you for a, having me i've enjoyed no, it it's, it's been great people have been 
bugging me about <laughs> cryptocurrencies, especially my friend Bumi. So shout out her. He's been bugging me for at least three months to do a podcast on it. So I've finally done it. So um, if you listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, please, please, please retweet on your SoundCloud and follow me. I'm always at 1,000. I want to do a post. Say, yeah, I've reached 1,000. So help me out. I beg. Um, also, tell people about this because past information is one of the beauties of the world. Mm-hmm. If people like Jeff didn't exist and I didn't exist, some of us might not know stuff. So it's always good to pass information. It's good to learn off each other and bring people in. Also, if you listen to this on Apple um, Podcasts, please, please subscribe and give a review. Preferably five stars. But if it's not five stars, don't, I don't mind. Just say why not. Five but, stars, please. Yeah, but don't, <laughs> don't be a bum. But yeah, you know it's five stars, be. But um, yeah, definitely do that and subscribe. It just takes two seconds. Just type in this moment's on, on iTunes and then click subscribe and give a nice rating. And that helps me shoot up the, top, shoot up the charts. So I need to be matching all those BBC and FTs in the, in the charts. But yeah, thank you for listening. Also remember, we're not financial advisors. So if you go invest some money and it, and it fails, listen, look at yourself in the mirror because that's the person who paid the piece. It won't be B. But anyway, shout out Ripple for making me feel good this week. <laughs> Feeling nice and have a nice weekend. But yeah, thank you for listening and God bless. Sports Social Podcast Network.